Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Do you want to take your live streams to the next level? Using graphics and video during your live stream can give your live video show a broadcast quality look and feel. In this episode, we're going to discuss 14 ways to enhance your live video content with graphics and video. Now, I know, Jim, we previously talked about things such as overlays and countdown timers. And I think that was at launcher.live forward slash EP10. So it's been quite a few episodes. I think we're on 32 now. Uh, but do you want to start things off for our listeners? Maybe tell them why they want to create a professional live video show? Well, absolutely. I mean, first of all, it doesn't matter if you add all these graphics and overlays and videos in if your content's not any good. So really, the biggest thing is to focus on your content. But once you feel like you have solid content, the use of video and graphics uh, within your live stream can actually really enhance it and really give you that that look and feel that you're really a professional live streamer, not to mention the fact that it's going to catch your audience's attention. And so the first thing that people like to talk about as an example is a countdown timer. Now, you know, you know, Christian and I go kind of, I don't say we go back and forth on it, you know, why the, the big uh, thrill about a countdown timer, but we're going to actually talk about a couple things in regard to this. So one thing the countdown timer does is because you're going live, it does give you a little bit of time for your audience to maybe get notified by the live streams through the platforms you're going live on that you are going live. So maybe get a few more people in there, but we got to remember, we got to be ready to go live, whether there's zero people or a hundred people. So don't use that countdown timer as a crutch, but something that you could do that might be even better is take that countdown timer and work it into an intro video that maybe has some, you know, graphics. Maybe it's like in the case of uh, the Tim and Jim show, we actually have uh, clips of some of our old shows we've done with, you know, who we are, what we're going to be talking about. And it's a, and it's a minute long, but you could even put within that video, if you wanted a countdown as the video is playing. So people know that things are going to about to start. So I think those are two really uh, good ways to kind of get things started, to kind of build build some excitement. Uh, I mean, what do you think, Christian? I definitely like the idea of building the countdown timer in with some of your additional content, some of your highlights. You know, and one reason I like this a lot is because, as you mentioned, it's about building excitement. I mean, I watch it and, you know, I don't care that like there's five minutes. I'm focused on the, you know, all the previous clips that are being shown. And that to me is getting me excited to stay and watch that live show. Now, I know you have a type uh, countdown timer you use. For example, I don't use a countdown timer. What I do is, you know, I pull up a, a an intro video. That's actually the second item here in the list. You know, I pull up an intro video 
And I play that intro video and it's about, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe 20 seconds at the most. And the reason I use this is because then this allows me to be, you know, ready to go live. So I know when I hit go live, I give it maybe about 20 seconds and then I play my intro video. And the reason I do that is so that my uh, streaming service can actually get all the information. I've noticed if you start it immediately, sometimes it can get cut off because there's usually a bit of a delay, you know, and so I'll run an intro video. Now my intro video, I don't make it really long. I don't really go into, you know, as you mentioned earlier, like building some excitement with certain things. Like I have, you know, a very short intro video that comes up and talks about, you know, what we're actually going to cover. For example, it talks about how like the type of show that they're watching and how it can help people. So we use an intro video, you know, is there, what's a third item by the way in this list, or do you want to add something to the intro video, Jim? No, I think, I think you bring up a good point, but uh, even maybe before we start the intro video or the, or the countdown timer, Mm -hmm. um, you could actually put in what we call an intro overlay graphic. And so it, it could like be, you know, and I think you use one where it'll say like, you know, uh, you know, social chatter Mm -hmm. and it'll sometimes have the episode number. And so you have that there. So one nice thing is that actually can be used as a, as a thumbnail for post-production. So you've got that still image, you know, and something you could even do is maybe have a rolling ticker that says, you know, getting ready to start soon. Then you hit that countdown timer intro video. And so once you're done with that video, now when that video ends, you're now on screen, which in your case, I know you're on and you're welcoming everybody. So that video gives you that chance to get everybody set. You know, the overlay allows you to have everybody off screen for a second as you're getting ready to start. So that's where I like the intro overlay. So many ways to advertise, like maybe even you have your guest on there, but you can also use that overlay. uh, And we'll talk about that a little bit later in some other ways. Yeah. And I want to add one more thing to the overlay. For example, on mine, we put the hashtag. So for example, it's hashtag social chatter. But then the other thing I also add is I have a URL that someone can enter. So for example, they can go to socialchefs.com forward slash live. And that's actually on the graphic. Now, the reason I put that on the graphic is because it's set up as a redirect. So instead of telling somebody, I mean, you can do this, you can tell them to go to your Facebook page, for example, or your YouTube URL. But the problem there is that, well, because it's live, they may not always see it. For example, sometimes people get a different view. Sometimes they get certain things loading in a different order because of how they have their news feed sorted. You know, yes, typically live video should appear near the top, but to make it easier for people, you know, I pick a destination. So if I want them to go watch the YouTube channel, I send them to socialchefs.com slash live, and that redirects them to the current episode for that week. So, um, that's a very easy thing to set up. And yes, it does require you having to change the URL every single week, but that should be part of your run of show anyway, you know? And so you should have that as something that you're constantly, you know, making sure you update. So, okay. So that's what the, is that three, I think, Jim, right? Three. Yes. The fourth graphic or video that you can use to enhance your live streams is the lower third graphic. And there's a left lower third and a right lower third, but we don't care about the positioning necessarily. What we're mainly focused on is the lower third graphic. And the reason this is important 
and can enhance your broadcast is because, well, it tells your viewers who the people are that they are meeting or who they're seeing on screen. And typically you're not going to use a lower third all of the time during your show. For example, if you're using a tool like StreamYard that we use, StreamYard has a lower third feature built in. So therefore, when I come on camera, my name can show up or when Jem comes on camera, his name can show up. You can put his social handle as well there, you know, so it's very easy to um, display this. Now you can go a step further and build your own lower thirds as well and bring those in. For example, you can use tools like Easel or Canva or Crello to do this. But keep in mind with a lower third graphic, it's extra work you're gonna have to do. So for example, if you're using a tool like StreamYard, it's built in. Uh, if you're using a tool, maybe like a Wirecast, which is a more advanced tool, you know, it's not built in really there. And so you kind of have to create those from scratch. And, and yes, you can bring in a branded graphic, a branded lower third. But at the same time, remember, if you're the only one running your show, it's a lot of extra work. And we're not against extra work. We're just about working smarter, not harder with our live show. Okay, so a lower third graphic, number four. What's number five, Jim? Rolling tickers and StreamYard uh, has this feature built in. And what's nice about it is you can turn it on and off and it rolls along the bottom of the screen and it allows you to maybe do some reminders, talk about your guests, you know, where places to connect with them, you know, reminding people as an example to subscribe to your different channels. So it's a really nice feature. Be careful about doing it too much though, because it can be distracting to your viewers. So I think it's one of those things that you want to, to balance as far as doing that. And, uh, so that, that's also something to, uh, to consider. I know it's available in StreamYard, and I'm sure some of the other programs can allow you to build those as well. Yeah. And I like the scrolling graphics. So for example, I, or the rolling ticker scrolling graphic, whatever you want to call it, you know, I like these in moderation. So for example, what I might do in some cases, I might bring up a lower third graphic or banner, and that banner might talk about, for example, maybe the next week's episode. And instead of filling it with too much text, here's what I do. I combine them. So I have the lower third graphic, and it tells people, hey, if you want to tune in, here's next week's show, here's the guest, here's the time. And then I have the rolling ticker, and I bring that up, for example, in StreamYard, and it will then tell people, you know, hey, if you want to watch this, here are the two URLs to go watch it at. For example, if it's just on YouTube or Facebook or both of them. So I think the rolling ticker, again, as you mentioned, I mean, you got to be careful about how much you use it, but it does work in a number of situations. Also keep in mind, by the way, with the rolling tickers, they're not always that smooth. So you may notice if you're trying to do it during your live stream, sometimes they're a little bit slow and it might be hard to actually read the text. So just be mindful of that. You know, Don't put too much text on there. And if you want to maybe even enhance it a little bit, you can add some emojis with some text, for example, to make certain things stand out. Um, okay, Jim. So number six, what is number six on this list? Yeah, so number six is the full screen overlay. So what you can do here, uh, you do a great job with it on uh, on social chatter. As an example, talking about tools, you, you use one for uh, tool time. Mm -hmm. So you do a great job with this on uh Tool time. So with the full screen overlays, uh, what's great about these, you can you know do this with category or guest, and you do a great job with this on 
social chatter where you talk about tool time. So before you start talking about the tools, you bring on this full screen that says tool time. So we know what we're about to get into. Another great way, and uh, I use this on my Amazon live show, is as we're getting ready to bring on a guest, we're still talking, but we bring the overlay up and it'll have a picture of the guest, a description of what their uh, you know credentials are, you know, Hall of Fame podcaster, et cetera. And then we're bringing them in in the background onto the screen so that when we bring the overlay down, they're now on screen where we want them as opposed to having just kind of this pop in. So it just makes it a little bit more uh, professional and smooth and, and also makes you know that, okay, they're actually on screen. Definitely. You know, and I like the full screen overlays. For example, I use them in my show. You know, I have an overlay for a topic. For example, if I'm going to be talking about news topics, I might have an overlay for that. And then I might have an additional full screen overlay for another segment of the show. So for example, my show is broken up into basically three segments. We talk about news. So that might be one full screen overlay. The next one is where we interview a guest. So we might do, you know, just a broad overlay. And then the third one is the tool time section. And now that section is basically where, you know, again, I mean, we get to the point where we want to make sure that people who are viewing start to learn the process. So we constantly talk about if we have different overlays, we're going to be, you know, or segments for our show, we talk about each of those. Um, so that way people understand sort of the structure. Now, the other thing is the full screen overlay is a great way to also uh, be useful if you're going to do like, so here's the thing. When you talk live video, a lot of people think live video is it's an, it's just an interview or it's one person talking about a topic and in a way it sort of is, but at the same time, you can also use it for different formats. For example, you can do webinars or trainings and that's where having a full screen overlay might be useful. For example, you can incorporate some of these elements and then maybe when you're getting ready to start, for example, your training, that's when you pull up a full screen overlay, you then can, you know, talk about it and go into a presentation. And then if you're going to go into another segment and whatnot, but full screen overlay, you know, and keep in mind, by the way, you don't need to have a lot of these and you don't always have to use these, but the full screen overlay is a great way as well. I'd also, I guess I'd give you a bonus tip here. And that's the fact that a full screen overlay can be a good way to hide things or make transitions to things. For example, when you are on screen and let's say you have to actually look around your screen, well, that can actually be a little distracting to your viewers if they see you kind of looking around like, oh, they don't really know what they're doing. So here's a way you could use this full screen overlay. So you can pull the full screen overlay up. What that does is it will actually hide the video feed. So you won't, you won't show up, your guest won't show up, your co-host, and then that will give you the ability to like look around on your screen and figure out, okay, well, what's the next thing I need to do? And so you can kind of use that as a, a bit of a smoke and mirrors trick. Okay, Jim, number seven, the split screen graphic overlay. Do you want to tell viewers what this is, why it might be important and how it can actually enhance their live stream? Well, I mean, I think that it's just another way where when you've got a split screen, you know, this is a way for you to kind of brand things, make things look a little better. Uh, but I mean, I think, uh, Let's have you talk about this a little bit more because I think you use this a little bit more frequently than I do. Okay, well, so the split screen graphic overlay, you know, as you mentioned, it's a great way to brand your live stream. So most of the live streaming platforms, they offer 
the or various views of your feed. And that could be, if it's just you on camera, typically your full screen, you can often shrink yourself a little bit and that'll give you, you know, a lot of empty space around you. Now, the second thing you can also do is you can have a side-by-side, -side. for example, if there's two people and that'll typically take your rectangular feed and just cut it basically right down the middle and you'll have two big images. However, you can also then go into like three people as well on camera. And so, you know, having the split screen graphic overlay, it's a way to enhance your stream a couple of different ways. So one of those is it lets you add on, for example, like your logo, your branded colors, you know, you can make your stream look a lot more professional because it's basically going over top of your video feed. Um, the other thing though, with the split screen graphic that I find useful is that it helps you stand out because if, you know, it doesn't really matter what platform you're using necessarily, it's the content that matters, but it does make your live streaming look a lot better if you are using something like this. And it's very easy to do. I mean, you really just build a layer and then you cut out two or three holes, depending on how many people you're going to have on screen. And then you just bring that overlay up when you have that feed, for example. So that's the split screen graphic overlay. So that's number seven. Jim, do you want me to take number eight? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So number eight, number eight is the live video frame. And this is, again, a very similar type of graphic that you can create. And this one basically is... And, and this is how I would do this. I would go into my live streaming software. I would take a screenshot of my video feed. And the reason I would do this is so that I can see myself, what I look like on camera. And then all we're doing is building a frame that's going to go around this. And again, it gives you the ability to add some branding. In some cases, it doesn't have to be anything fancy either. I mean, if you want to just put a very thin frame around it, for example, it could be a solid color that matches your brand or something you know a little more elaborate with some design and whatnot to it, you can quickly create this in a tool such as Easel or Canva or Crello or any of the other ones we mentioned earlier. And then when you're doing your live stream, you can bring up your live video frame. So um, personally, I mean, I think the live video frame is useful for tools such as StreamYard if you're using BeLive.tv and even Restream.io, those, all those tools right there you can use the live video frame. So let's move into number nine. And Jem, do you want to tell viewers about this one? Because I think you actually use this one, right? Yeah, it's it's really a promotional video. You could even say it's a sponsor video or, or if you're running a, an event where you've got folks. So you can create a short video, say 15 to 30 seconds, usually up, upload this as a, what they call a video overlay. And so when you play the video, it'll mute everyone's mics. You get this get this video going you can have some overlay or pop to it and uh then you're right back to your show so we take uh, about a 30 second break in our show to talk about Streamyard, and then uh, then you move on from there so that's i it's a great way to even if you're looking for a way to build sponsorship for your show this is how you can tell your sponsors that you're going to actually add value to, to them Definitely. And another thing also to mention, I mean, it's one thing to have a promotional video, but you want to make sure that if you're going to use a promotional video that you let your viewers know, for example, if you're actually generating revenue off of this, then, you know, don't say they're like a sponsor for sometimes because a lot of people do this. They'll say, oh, this company's sponsoring their video. Really, they're not. And the person's going to they're giving you an affiliate link and they're telling you to, hey, go, you know, 
oh, go go to this link, you know, and test out this tool. So just be mindful of that. If you are trying to, you know, run a promotional video, if it's something that the company actually gave you and said, hey, we're going to sponsor your show. We just want this video to be played in the middle. Um, no problem there, but just be mindful. There's a lot of people that they, uh, they use some fuzzy marketing, I guess you could say, you know, to say that they're actually being sponsored by some of these uh, companies, but in actuality, for the most part, they're really not being sponsored by it. So just, just be very careful of that, of how you actually word it for your uh, viewers, for example, so that, you know, they don't think that, oh, well, you've got this big company sponsoring you when you really don't. It's just, you know, kind of how you've worded it. Okay. So that's number nine. Number 10, number 10 is to use backgrounds. And the great thing, here's the thing about various overlays and whatnot, and you're building on these graphics. Um, the backgrounds, they're not something you're going to necessarily use a lot, I would say. You know, for example, we have one that we use and it's, it comes up on the show. And the only reason that we use it is because it makes the background around us look a lot better. So, for example, if we have three people on camera, we don't always want to do the whole, you know, three big vertical bars because it really doesn't afford you enough space to see who the person really is. And then the person has to move around on camera. Um, so what we prefer to do is we take a further out approach. So basically when we switch to like three video feeds, it pulls back on the camera, it allows the person to be in a rectangle. And then you have all this blank space around you. And so this is where I use a background. For example, our background is a solid color that matches our brand. And because we talk about social media, we've got some social media icons in this graphic. And that's pretty much our background. Jim, is there anything you want to add about backgrounds? Well, yeah, I think I think you hit on a key point. I mean, the branding is is really good. I mean, the fact that you can kind of match your colors. I mean, because in a lot of cases, it's just black. And so you really want to maybe do something. I mean, even the fact that having something lighter can just bring a little bit more energy to your show with, with the colors. And so that's something that, uh, that we've also done, uh, in the last couple of months as we updated our backgrounds to be, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, engaging with our audience and, and just more visually appealing. And, and the other thing too, which, yeah, this ties into number 11 is this allows for what we, it's also known as a bug, but your logo placement. A lot of times the logo placement is, you know, upper right. Well, now by using this, even at, maybe as part of your background, you can put it in a different spot. So when you have this background up, you've got your three people on screen. Now you can have that logo on the bottom left or the bottom right uh, if you if you want to do so or not have it at all. But uh but by using these transparencies, now you can put your logo in some other spots. Definitely. I like the idea, by the way, of incorporating your logo as well. And again, when you do bring your logo in, there's a couple of different ways you can do this. And by the way, keep in mind, you're going to hear people, they'll, they'll say, oh, I'm going to bring my logo in. That's you know a standard term, but the industry term is it's, it's called a bug. And so basically you're bringing a bug into your screen and there's a couple of ways you can bring this logo in. One of those is to make a solid background around your logo. Additionally, some people will take not just their, you know, their actual real full logo. They'll have like a small logo that they use for like live video or, you know, uh, other videos. Again, it's to help sort of watermark your video as well. Uh, but logo placement is, you know, is key. I'd say keep in mind if you are going to be 
bringing your logo in, you want to make sure that the, and this, this comes down to a logo design. It's a bit of an issue. A lot of people, they'll make logos, but then they'll have so much text on it and it's hard to read when you shrink it down. So that's why I'm saying, well, maybe you actually want to come up with a different type of logo, you know, that, you know, for example, like in my case, I have the social chef's logo and I have the full one, which has text on it. But then I also just have a little, a chef guy that's holding a plate of social media icons. For example, StreamYard, you know, they use StreamYard as their, you know, as part of their logo, but then the rest of their logo is the duck. I guess that's a duck. I think that's, or is it goose maybe, but they have that as part of their logo as well. Um, so that's the bug. So I'm going to move into number 12. Number 12 is to use animated text. And again, I mean, this is, it's multimedia, you know, you might not call it multimedia, but it's graphics, it's video. And so animated text can be a couple of different things. It could be something very similar to the rolling ticker that Jen mentioned earlier, but you can also make what are called motion graphics. And these are basically, uh, you know, it has some sort of motion to it. It comes up on screen, you know, maybe the text is actually written out on screen, but it's a vid it's essentially a video file. If you really think about it, that's what it is. Um, so you may want to use some animated text. Now, keep in mind that not all of the live streaming platforms support animated text. For the most part, most of the, I want to say, maybe I don't want to say lower end, but the lower quality or sorry, not lower quality, but the browser or cloud-based software, most of those do not support animated text. And so you are going to want to keep that in mind if you want to, you know, jazz up your live stream with some animated text. Um, I would say this as well. You don't need to use animated text for the most part. You know, a lot of people, they just want to, they want the information. They don't really care how great your live stream looks or how slick it looks, but doing, adding these various elements can enhance your live stream. Okay. So Jim, do you want to take 13? Yeah. The, the outro video is another great tool to use. Uh, I know you use one on uh, social chatter as well. I mean, it's a, uh, really a powerful way to end. And the other thing that it really benefits you with is that otherwise you're kind of like sitting there waiting to end the show with everybody's having to kind of hold their face because otherwise it seems like you always end up with this uh, funny looking faces because you didn't realize that that's where the uh, thumbnail was going to happen. So I think the outro video could be a really great way to kind of wrap things up. And then that leads into what I like to call the outro overlay graphic. What, what are your thoughts? So the outro overlay graphic, well, okay, sorry. Let's go back to the outro video. So here's basically how I would structure the outro video. So you don't just want to play your outro video and then hit the end broadcast button. Because remember, a lot of times you don't want the video to be very long. And so what people will sometimes do is they'll play their video, but then you need time to actually end your broadcast. And that can actually produce a very, uh, what's the word? Maybe, maybe rough ending to your broadcast. You know, you play the video and awkward, then, awkward. Yes. I'm the deer in headlights because I'm over there trying to find the end broadcast button after that video. I have to time it properly. If I click end broadcast too soon and the video is still kind of being fed out, then it might actually not get recorded. So you may end up with an abrupt stop on your live video. 
And so what I would recommend doing for something like this is I would use the outro video. And then again, we're going to give you that little trick that we talked about earlier. You know, it's a smoke and mirrors thing. So play the outro video and have an outro overlay graphic ready to go. And that's going to be a thank you screen for the most part where I'm talking about, thanks a lot for watching. Here are the social media channels they can connect with us on. Here's the website. And so what you do is you play the video, the outro video, and then you know, okay, it's going to be 15 seconds long or 10 seconds even. And then what you can do while the video is playing is you can click the outro overlay graphic. And so when your video finishes, it actually brings up the overlay graphic. You are hidden off screen. And then you can cleanly click on end broadcast from your live streaming software. So I really like utilizing that feature, especially when you stack it like that. I mean, I know Jim, when I started using, uh, when I started using a number of these live streaming softwares, I was really struggling with getting the timing right. At times I know I would end the broadcast. And sometimes when you click in broadcast, there was like it seemed like you know a one minute delay, but it was really like five seconds. But it it felt very awkward, and so you know this is again just running through your show. I mean, doing these sorts of things make a lot of sense for a live video show. So, is there anything else you want to add, Jem, about you know how you can use graphics and videos for your live streams? If if this seems overwhelming, start out in a taken just a few of these things and as you feel more confident see how it's working you you can look at adding these things i I think to your point earlier christian some of this can take a lot of work so don't be afraid to in a sense outsource it i mean even if you need help with it it is something that we are able to do as well uh so you know it's but it will definitely Make your show look more professional. People will sometimes think they're watching a TV show, which really, in the big scheme of things, that's really what you're creating with your live video show. Definitely. You know, and um, to your point, you know, about outsourcing, I would even take it a step further. I would start by creating some of these graphics. Like, you don't need all of these immediately. And so maybe what you want to do is start with some of the standard ones. For example, start with the intro overlay graphic because I can bring this overlay graphic up and it can serve a number of things. It can be the thumbnail that people see on their social media channels or on YouTube. It can then function as the first screen that people see when I have started my broadcast and then I come on camera. So that might be a good one to start with. For example, the lower third, depending on the software you're using, maybe you don't actually need to create this. It might already be included depending on the software you're using. So maybe skip that. And then I'd say having that outro overlay graphic would be useful. Uh, You know, I think that's useful because again, you need just a handful of graphics and then do your broadcast, get your process right and consider at some point, you know, well, oh, maybe as I've done some more shows, maybe I want to make an intro video and incorporate some of the past shows you know, maybe I want an outro, an outro video. And again, these are things that we can do, but uh, the goal here is to get you started. It's to get you to enhance your live video show. So I want to thank everybody for joining us for this episode, episode 32 of the Launcher Live podcast, where we discussed 
how you can use graphics and video to enhance your live streams and make them more engaging for your viewers. Because remember, the more professional your show looks, to Jim's point, you're basically creating a TV show, you know, the more higher quality it looks and the better the information is, the more you're going to get people to actually tune in. So uh, remember, for more information, head to launcher.live forward slash EP32. And don't forget, if you need help with your live streaming, contact us for a consultation by messaging us on our Facebook page at Launch Your Live. We'll see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.